0: Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way.
1: Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, helping changemakers build a sustainable, scalable business they love. And yes, I'm your host, Henry Cross. Now, my guest today says, "What is that to you? You follow me using the acronyms. This is the great relationship," says my guest. Join me on today's show is Michael Ward. Now, Michael, he is transitioning from the corporate world at this stage of his life and launching an online business to coach Christians on walking in the spirit. What does that mean? We're going to be diving deeper into that conversation today, specifically how to receive the gift of faith, getting into the spiritual gym, and the great relationship, and lots more, I'm sure. So, welcome to the show, Michael.
0: Excellent, Anne Marie. It's so good to be here.
1: Tell us a little bit bit about uh, your backstory, if you will, a, a brief overview. It's always good to allow listeners and viewers to kind of get, get an idea of your journey, your pathway that has brought you to the moment that you are today.
0: Yeah, I love the um, international flavor. So you're down in Australia. I'm up in Phoenix, Arizona at the moment. I um, grew up in Chicago area, Midwest, you know, youngest of a family with a Roman Catholic father and Presbyterian mother. And, um, you know, in America, the religion is transitioned or transforming over the years. And in the late 40s, early 50s, it just wasn't done, you know, Protestant, Roman Catholic marriages. So I kind of grew up in a, and born into a family that raised a lot of questions about uh, faith, church, and Christianity. And um, so I have my own personal journey of coming to faith later in life uh, at a grocery store of all things. So, you know, a lot of people, if you're a Christian person, it's not all about being in church. God reaches us where we're at. So mm-hmm. that's that's part of my story.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And so now, of course, you are transitioning from the corporate world into your own coaching, your own coaching practice, your business and helping people around the walking in the spirit. Let's talk about receiving the gift of faith. What do you mean by that? And let's dive deeper into this topic.
0: Sure. Um, well, I've spent a lot of time in traditional churches and we respect the Bible and we read the Bible and uh, even Roman Catholics will read John chapter three and you see Nicodemus talking to Jesus about being born again. And I can remember having a conversation when I was 17 with my father. You know, Dad, we got to be born again because I had, had a born again experience. I met someone that said basically, yes, there's facts. There's Jesus died on the cross. We're coming up on Easter here soon. We're going to be see the events that took place 2000 years ago. But also Jesus talks about he's going to send his Holy Spirit and in American church culture, it's basically, if you talk about the Holy Spirit, that means you're Pentecostal. And if you don't, you're Baptist <laughs> so or things like that. So I've yeah. had a lot of denominational experiences. Obviously my family is not a solid one denomination, right? So I have my Roman Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran background, but really it all came to life. You know, Jesus talks about living water. That's mm. the faith. and. I had to sit back and realize, well, this is a gift. You know, we know these from the scriptures. So I'm very scripture centric, but I think a lot of people don't notice how important the Holy Spirit is to yes. our faith. And it's, it's kind of a tricky subject. And so that's why I don't like to just talk about it or teach people like, hey, this is what the Bible says. And I really have this, as you mentioned at the top of the podcast, I talk about getting into the spiritual gym because... Mm-hmm. I've gone through a program, and maybe many of the listeners. If you go to a gym, there's lots of equipment, and it's where do you start? So it's really great to have a personal trainer or coach telling you what equipment you should use and how often. And it ended up I used five. I used five pieces of equipment in an hour out of hundreds. Right, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't know which ones to use. So my coaching program, which is developing, I would say is here's read read how God worked. After Jesus was resurrected, he left us and then he sent his Holy Spirit. And if you read the book of Acts, you see how all this unfolded. And God is still active then. And some churches believe like, well, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is done. And I don't believe that. I believe Mm -hmm. 2021, here we are in 2021, God is still alive. I was touched by an understanding of the gospel, the faith through the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't Um, know how else to describe it. Yeah. and it's not a tangible thing to put your hands on so read the scriptures it's all there and it's just a my, it's just shifting a little bit and looking at it where do you where do you see the Holy Spirit show up and working with Paul Peter, John, the disciples after the resurrection
1: Mm. what's really interesting about what you're saying and this is one of the the reasons why i thought yes let's get you on the podcast because i've gone through a similar journey myself in that you know and, and one of the things that i've learned about different denominations we need to be as christians we need to be really mindful about you know the lens in which we look and read through the word because our denominations could actually the lens could be shady it could be but blocking out the truth that comes from the Bible and you know it was a number of years ago that I went to a Christian business uh, a kingdom business um, uh, event a conference and I met other Christians from different you know denominations and to me it was interesting because you could see just the way that that they experienced the Lord the way they spoke about him and I remember years ago one of my aunties came to uh, to worship at one of our churches and the way that she was worshiping I kind of looked at her I talked about it with my mother, you know, several kind of days later. And I looked at her and I, said, I want what she has because just the expression. And she was, you know, I come from a reformed denomination and, and she was, I think, from, from Baptist. But anyway, what you've said is so true. We need to be mindful that we're not clouded by what we're reading through the lens, which really the lens, it's theology. Theology is important, but we need to be mindful. Are we limiting... Uh, the the word and and I've come to realize too, that too with the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit, but you say, "Look, are we limiting? What are some of the things when we talk about you know getting into the spiritual gym? What are some of the things that you've come to realize?" Because I think if we share it through our own story and journey, it could open the the doors, you know, the possibility that other people can start to to be a little bit more curious and and open to what uh, I believe the Holy Spirit's moving.
0: Sure um let me start with go back to 2013 that's a long time ago eight years ago and i was frustrated with reading christian materials that kind of used a bible verse and said hey here's a verse and the one that comes to mind is particularly in first corinthians 13 paul's talking about you know when you're a child i thought as a child and when i became a man i thought as a man and this christian leader or influencer was saying okay men you got to be tough you know this is about being a man and be a man and uh, just be like a, a leader in masculinity. And then I, I said, wait a minute, what is the context of First Corinthians 13? Most of the listeners have probably heard First Corinthians 13 many, many times or parts of it from weddings, right? We have the classic, you see a, a man and a woman in a wedding and the minister reads First Corinthians 3 or, or 4, 5, 6 about love is yeah. this, love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. And... And so the context that this person was, I would say twisting the Bible or plucking it out for their own agenda, that frustrated me. And I think a lot of listeners may feel that way. There's something in your heart that says, I hear the minister or the preacher or the message being sent, but I'm not sure that's the real context. So then I decided I'm gonna look at the whole chapter one at a time. And I started reading Paul's letters in what I estimated he wrote them. I was fascinated by him. And then I realized I've got to read Acts because that shows how his journey of faith, he was attacking the church. He was, uh, you know, struggling with how is this Judaism transform into Christianity and fascinating character. And so I, I started reading the those chapters and um, and I just noticed it's the Holy Spirit is God is leading in all these ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anne-Marie, you're going to have to jump in and redirect me here because I'm kind of...
1: No, 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 that's that's fine, absolutely. What's interesting about this is, and this is really, I believe, where the Holy Spirit moves because, and, I, and if you don't mind, I'm, and for, for others to, to bring my story into it as well, because I, I do agree with you as well, and that was one of the reasons why I got you on. I really do feel that even the movement of the church in some denominations, they are limiting the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier was around you know, that um, some believe that when the the closing of the Bible and the ending of the apostles, that the Holy Spirit doesn't move in signs and wonders, um, you know, kind of the speaking in tongues and so forth. And to me, that was like mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. And then I did some searching because I prayed about it. I said, and, and probably about the same time, you know, 13 or t- 2013. Did you say 2013? Right. 2000, yeah. yeah, around yeah. That, that time I spoke to my mother. And and I said, what is it about that? And what is it about our denomination? There was, a, there, was a, there was an inkling. There was something there that was, and I followed that path. I prayed about that. And then I found out about, in my research, about continuism and semi-continuism, you know, that some people believe that the, the Holy Spirit doesn't work in some of those supernatural ways. Well, many years on, I realised, yes, he does. And it's one of those sayings, if you think you can, if you think you can't, you're right. And if you think he doesn't and you think he does, you're absolutely right because he's not going to show up if you don't believe. You know, Jesus could not make, you know, do some miracles or decide not to because in his town where he grew up, they thought they could just saw him as, you know, the carpenter's son kind of thing. So that, that kind of is, is really the conversation what we're having today. And you've realised that too through your own journey of exploration.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, one thing came back to my mind was the fruit of the spirit. So one, yeah. one thing that all the listeners can relate to is um, Paul talks about walking in the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, and there's nine of them. There's like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, um, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I started thinking about those in relationship too. So I'm, I was, I've been married for 30 some years, 25 to 30 years at the time. And, you know, it continues on. And and I thought about my relationship with my wife and I'm like, well, honey, I, I know love is not something that I'm an engineer by training and we're not known for being real touchy feely kind of people. And and yet I hear Paul saying the fruit of the spirit is love and joy. And I thought, well, am I expressing joy in my life? So this is where I think the listener can really think about the Holy Spirit in a practical way. Yeah. And I used to because I'm an engineer, things are like usually black and white like either you have love or you don't have love, or you have joy or you don't have joy. And I started thinking of it more of a, a spectrum, a growth. Like, I maybe yet last month I only had a little bit of joy, but if I walk in the spirit, maybe God will fill me with more joy in my life. And so I started thinking of God being alive again, the presence of God, this Holy Spirit. I think God's presence with us is through the Holy Spirit. And a lot of this has to do with language, Anne Marie. As, you, as we talk about this thing, what are the words we use to describe situations? So then there's, Paul also contrasts that with walking with the flesh. So I think all of our listeners, we may be discouraged. We may feel like, well, I'm not really as good of a Christian as I should be because we go to churches and we surround ourselves with leaders who are doing great teaching and we're inspired by listening to them. And that's why I go back to the gym again. It's it's one thing to watch someone, I describe it as going to church on Sunday and seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger on stage, you know, showing his muscles, you know, mm. like, hey, I, I spent all week studying this Bible and now I'm gonna give you a 30 minute rundown. And it's like, no, it, we all have to have that daily practice yeah. or, of getting in the spiritual gym and growing spiritually. So that's that's one thing. And at the very beginning of the podcast, Oh, by the way, I wrote a book. So I'll, I'm a talker, Anne-Marie, and so things okay. just kind of flow out of me. And that's yeah. not really helpful for a lot of people because where am I going, right? Where's Michael taking us or talking about? And I had to write this book to kind of like say, here's, here's what I'm talking about and write it down. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy for me, but the, you mentioned the very beginning. My favorite thing is John chapter 21 is mm-hmm. many many sermons have been made about uh, Peter denying Jesus three times and then Jesus restoring him to the faith. And usually the sermon ends right there, right? It's like, okay, go home now. Right. And, yeah. and you, God is going to forgive you just like he forgave Paul and restored him. So you, God wants you to be restored. But John, you read the Bible, the next couple of verses are amazing, fantastic. And they usually don't get included in the sermon. But what it is, is Jesus then says to Peter, so like, hey, well, Peter... what's going to happen to you you're going to get old and someone's going to lead you around and and you're not you know this is how you're going to end your life peter and then peter says to jesus well what about john (laughs) and this is where the bible comes funny and humorous to me And jesus says what is that to you as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast the connection is what is that to you and here again, here Jesus is now rebuking Peter after he just restored him, right? Yeah. So the sermon makes you think like, oh, okay, everything's great with Peter, and within a minute, boom, he's getting rebuked again. And then John is so funny. I, I just he the way he writes the gospel, and he ends uh, right after that. It doesn't end with that either. It ends with John saying, "You couldn't fill the books with all the stories about Jesus, about what he said yeah. and done." But I'm going to include this story about Peter. That's my last story, is Peter being being rebuked. And to me, that's what I call the great relationship. So many Christians have heard of the Great Commission, and those are quoted as the last verses of Matthew and Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And I've always kind of like I, I've lived in Germany and I've gone overseas and I've met missionaries out in the field. And it's a it's a, an interesting experience. But I've for 40 years I've heard about this Great Commission. And it almost makes you feel guilty, like at church, like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going overseas or I'm not doing that. And I and with technology now, think of it, Anne-Marie. You're in Australia. You and I never would met without technology. Mm-hmm. And I think God's doing something through technology to help the gospel go around the world in a better way than it has yeah. in the past. Uh and and so on the Great Commission, I see that's what a lot of churches emphasize, but I feel like, no, we need to have the great relationship first, which is where God's gifted. Every one of us can ask, what are my gifts? What um, practical gifts and things like that, but also the spiritual gift of love, joy, relationship gifts. That's where I want to have, be more loving, more kind. And it's not, it's like I could be judged and be as not be very considered very loving, but it's not, I can grow in that, right? So it's yeah. not all it's not all or nothing. And so a great relationship to me is really important. My book is called The Sixth Sola, which is kind of confusing to people, but it's because of my Lutheran background in the Reformation. Mm. Um, my subtitle is it's time to move on from the last 500 years of Reformation to the next 500 years of transformation. And it's about all of us as Christians taking our spiritual gym our ownership over our spiritual walk and walk in the spirit. And it's going to look different for all of us. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a coach. I'm not a teacher. I'm not saying follow Michael Ward. I'm saying God can speak to you through his word to where you're at, wherever you are on the planet. And you've got your own circumstances as God's going to walk with you and help you overcome, have that joy, deliver it to other people and just do what you're called here to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, to me, that's a much beautiful framework of the faith of yes. walking in the spirit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I love about what you've just said is it reminds people, and even in the story, you know, how often we can look at others, you know, and comparison, as we know, there are people that have strengths that have been blessed with strengths and talents that you may not necessarily have. But when we continue to look at what other people, what's happening in other people's lives, we forget what we've been blessed with and we're not able to really leverage and and use what the Lord has, has given us. One of the other things, and I'd love you to speak about this a little bit more too, Michael, when you talk about the Great Commission, which of course, just reminded me, well, is to make disciples. What I often find is that we're not really, and you beautifully spoke into this, so this is where I wanna pick up on this. Each and every one of us does have our own place. Like for some of us, it's in business. For some of us, it's working in family and in, in politics, and, you know, all of those different areas that is where we can pick up the mantle of the Great Commission developing as you say great relationships with others because it's in what we say and do how we show up our approach that can bring you, you know Christ into the workplace or wherever we are at in our environment and it's often that difference in where we know the Holy Spirit is going to continue to move that can make such a significant difference in that environment that it opens up the possibility for us to share more about our faith you you know, speak a little bit more about that, because I think there's so many Christians who also feel, well, you know, I'm not really going out on missions. I'm not really doing this or that. Your mission field is where the Lord has just placed you. Whether you're a mum who's just got young babies, your mission field is winning those children up, you know, in the faith. And so speak a bit more about that, because I think that can be really empowering. for yeah. people.
0: Well, I, I'm going through my own transformation, people. I mean, I'm changing. I don't have it all figured out. And one thing I'm working towards is living in the moment, in the presence, which also is connected to walking in the spirit, right? Because if we think about walking in the spirit, what does that mean? And it's being present and how we relate to each other. So moms, if you're there, you you have kids. That's the, Sometimes you go to church as a mother, probably, and you're like, well, I can't do I got four kids. I, I can't go do mission trips. So how does that relate? How does this message relate to me? And I, I have been much more critical about messages coming from the pulpit and I tend to be, to be that way. That's my ENTP nature. So like a lot of business people listening to this, they've probably done Myers-Briggs, disc assessment. I love yeah. strength finders at the moment, strength finders. My second strength is inclusion. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, includer? And there's 34 strengths and my, my weakest strength is harmony, which to me makes me laugh because that is so me like i'm like you can't be inclusive if you're always seeking harmony okay so one of the things i've thought about is i've read the bible over and over i read one chapter a day i keep repeating these same 150 chapters which some people think is monotonous but i need to hear paul speak about the fruit of the spirit more than once every five years i need to be reminded of the fruit of the spirit often and it's not just memorizing the verses which i've done in the past I love coming back to the context of Galatians. The whole book is mm-hmm. so amazing. It's about how the church struggled as Jewish people about, are we going to make these Gentiles get circumcised? And so there was this, and, and I have a men's group, and this one young guy is like tired of hearing about circumcision. Okay. <laughs> so so but it's so prominent, and it's, I say it's an example of the law, right? So mm-hmm. Jesus came to fulfill the law, and You know, then then people will debate scholars about, well, how much of the law do we still fit with and things like that. But circumcision is such a visual. uh, And also, (laughs) you can understand how challenging that would be as they were making disciples. You know, people were coming to faith and you mentioned discipleship. And I read Acts. It's like as soon as you become a person of faith, you are a disciple. And sometimes I think churches make this discipleship program like it's some upper level yeah. upper level Christian faith knowledge thing, which it's not because if you read that, it's, you have faith, boom, with you become born again, you are a disciple. There's no more to it, right? Yeah. But so many people want to feel like they have to pump knowledge into you and things like that. It's, it's so freeing to think of the faith of the abundant life that Jesus talked about. It's like, is the abundant life that Jesus talked about mean I have to beat myself up and do this. It's like, no, but we get mixed messages all the time. So the way to clear that mixed messaging to me is to go do your gym work, get in there, read Mm. it and see the whole picture. And I kind of drifted again, Anne-Marie.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'll pick up on that because I, I absolutely agree, you know, and I was just sharing with the guests previously where, you know, so often what we end up doing is we feel so shameful and so guilty. And, and and it's yes, we need to have a repentant heart because the things that will often be obstacles and the Lord cannot work in our lives, the Holy Spirit cannot work in our lives, the things that we have not confessed and the things that we have not asked for forgiveness because then it becomes an area where the enemy can infiltrate our life but what I um, you know and hope to share through this podcast and and through the message that you're also sharing and you said you know we are forgiven for our sins so yes we need to confess every week. But leave that bundle of sin at the cross. Do not drag it back with you out the door with guilt and shame and everything. We don't need to do that. That is released. And for me, what I'm hoping through the message today is that we realize, you do realize, yes, Jesus died for our sins and there are things that we do every single day. So daily we need to ask for that. But daily we get strength when we are in the spiritual gym. And then through that strength, the Lord is able to open doors, is able to show you where he wants to lead you using your unique gifts and strengths that he has blessed you with so you Michael are going to bring the word and bring your your work in a very different style and approach that is needed for the type of clients that you want to work with and and you know it, it will will continue to work with then say I am and, and others and I think once we realize that it is it's freedom the I'm talking real freedom. And how many of us are sitting there, you know, small joy. I mean, be joyful, you know, how many, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But that's what you're talking about really, isn't it? It's releasing this freedom in Christ and in, in the, the gift of, uh, of, of faith and when you're in that spiritual gym. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: can I a talk more? a little bit about my book, a little bit?
1: Yeah, please do that. I was going to say to you, talk talk a little bit about the um, book. You know, you talked about the six the sixth solar. People may not, re- as you said, may not really know what what. But talk about the five solars, then, if you would, just briefly, so that people can get a bit of context about that.
0: Yeah. So the the background was is is Luther 15, 500 years ago. Martin Luther started the Reformation. He talked about scripture alone. So these are Latin expressions. Sola scriptura means by the word alone. So Martin Luther was in a debate with his church organization and he kept saying, wait, show me in the scripture where this is written. And the other one they debated about was faith alone. Uh, Martin Luther said, hey, our faith, our salvation is by faith alone. And he felt pressure from his church organization at the time to do works, like you had to do certain things. And the, mm. and the church at his time said, you have to do this, you have to do that. And then, you know, a whole list of things. And, and Martin Luther was like, no, read the scripture, the faith. And then they developed three more, which is by Christ alone. Mm. And then it's by grace alone, which these are all theological terms. And then they had a fifth one, which is to the glory of God alone. And so those have been sitting there for 500 years and I'm having my little epiphany. And at the beginning of the book, I'm saying my book is not a scholar, you know, deep theology book, but I touch on it. And the sixth sola to me is "sola spiritu ambulatio" because I had to use a little Latin to keep it going with the other five. So "sola spiritu ambulatio" is my best guess at the the Latin translation of walking in the spirit. And so. Yeah. My and and we think about scripture alone, and people just kind of say, "Yeah, scripture alone, good, got it." Faith alone, yep, good, good, got it. And so now I'm saying, "Well, let's walk in the Spirit. Let's focus on transformation of ourselves." And that's kind of my heart feeling, and and my part of my I start to see it's my inclusive nature, Anne Marie, because I I want to include people in so many churches, and I feel the pressure in some denominations to, you no, know, we have it figured out. Our way is the best way those guys over there are wrong. And and I have a personal story with my father in the Roman Catholic Church when he was passing away about 10 years ago. And he was, the nurse said, he's about to go, Michael, you need to talk to him. And uh, so he says to me, I hope I did enough. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't laugh out loud when he said that, but it, it spoke to me as if wait a minute, my dad, I know my dad believes the message, which is that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. And so my dad had the faith. And then 1 John 4, it basically says, none of us, if we confess that we understand that Jesus came as God and and did these things, that's from the spirit. So I, I, instead of taking a weird approach of like, oh no, your dad's, in trouble because he was Roman Catholic. I said, "No, my dad has faith, and it's not that complicated. Mm. Faith is not that complicated." And so I, I kind of let him go and smiled and said, "You're fine, Dad. <laughs> you know, you believe, you have faith." Yeah. And,
1: yeah.
0: and it was so, it's so changing for me too in my mindset that some of our churches don't help the members, right? So my, I felt like my dad lived 88 years. And he never really felt the freedom of the eternal life, abundant life that God was offering. And it wasn't exactly his fault because he respected the teacher so much of his church. And I'm not saying that they're wrong, right? So there's wonderful believers in the Roman Catholic Church and they do have have done a lot of good things for the faith over the years. And even, I was thinking the Great Commission, the Roman Catholic Church spread, quickly all over the world which is a great thing so i don't like the us and them mentality like we're we're protestants and you know, those yeah
1: very- i'm with you michael absolutely with you and more more so you know i think as denominations we need to be very mindful about where we point our finger because you know that analogy when we're pointing our finger there's three pointing back at us yeah. and i've come to realize there's amazing teachings across all of those denominations and i'm you you talk about conclusion i uh, inclusion i talk about kind of the balance bringing the best of all those words together because at the end of the day I think we need to be mindful I said this earlier we need to be mindful about the lens through which we read and and the expectations and the learnings from from the the, the word the true you know living word because uh, I think in in doing that it's going to minimize the depth and and what's really possible about that and um, yeah as long as you know scripture alone faith alone Christ alone grace alone the glory of God alone and of course the Holy Spirit Uh, I mean you know to me it's kind of like um, that that's so so important, isn't it? And it's just like, wow, because the things that, that can happen, I think, you know, the, you know, the possibility is just amazing. You know, I, I think there's jokes that go around and I heard someone share this, you know, that, that says, you know, oh, when you're up in heaven and they tiptoe past this room and say, now go quietly because that's where all of the so-and-sos are and they think they're the only ones here. <laughs> you know, I mean, hello, please. <laughs> so anyway so share a little bit more about um the kind of work that you would you believe that you're being led and and if someone's listening or watching today that really can relate to what you've said uh what's the best way of them reaching out to you and how can they get a copy of your book, all of that stuff michael
0: yeah yeah so i'm i'm, I'm tiptoeing into an entrepreneurial space right and uh you know so I have a lot of traditional imposter syndrome and all these type of self-sabotaging things but I do have a website and I'm learning about a lot of different things and it's the six sola.com and that's the number six th sola sola.com and if you want to write me an email it'd be great it's the same six sola at gmail.com and um, so what I'm I've got the book out there, it's on Amazon, and I I did read my book, um, Audibly. So if you, some of you who don't may not want to read a book or Kindle or paper version or hardback, whatever, you can listen to it on Audible, and you get if you like my voice, you get to hear it for five hours as I read the book. The
1: book. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> and, and and at the the end state where I don't know where I, I don't know where this will end up, Anne Marie. But I do want to share with some video. I haven't got them on my website yet, but I want to share some videos about how I read one chapter a day, which chapters I'm reading and why. And what I what I've noticed is that Paul started reading in about 50 AD. And it sounds like I'm a scholar, historian dude, but I'm not. And what I want to say is that watch, you know, you pick up a Bible and you open it up and you start reading Ephesians or Philippians. And it's I don't, I'm not trying to be a study, the the history of those cities but i'm saying these events took place over a period of time it wasn't like god just dictated to these men um uh, mm-hmm. what they should write down and uh it, it kind of flew it kind of flowed out of experiences so um i want to share my way of reading the bible with a more light ver- view of it sort of speak mm-hmm. not so deep and uh and, and so many of the listeners, if you've been a believer for 40 years, 50 years and you're you know you've got a study Bible, I notice how dis- distracting a study Bible is. It's like there's all these footnotes and cross references and commentary and it's like, okay, maybe that's good for certain, certain circumstances. but I, I remind myself that Paul probably wrote like the book the Philemon in about 45 minutes and you know he just wrote it down no editing right? Because they don't have the technology back then. And now we have scholars studying a, a letter he wrote in about 45 minutes for hours, and they write hundreds of pages about the book of Philemon. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, no, just read it, try to get something out of it, and then move on to the next chapter, yeah. and the next book, and, and build this What's the main message? Jesus died, rose. Like, think about it. No man, all human beings, whether you have faith or not, they experience death of the family. They're first, they're probably their mother, and then maybe a brother, and then maybe someone closer in their family. And these death experience. This is real life. Mm-hmm. But Jesus rose from the dead, and he disappeared. Right? He ascended to heaven, and uh, and I my brain went off Anne-Marie, to. The European Christian calendar, especially Germany, they celebrate all these great events in in the Christian church history. Like, yeah. well, we're coming up on Easter, but then there's gonna be the Ascension, uh, which the Germans I love call Christi Himmelfart, which mm. is my German friend sent me it's like Jesus takeoff day, like a rocket, you know. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's fascinating um, so again let, let, let's um get you to share the um the website one more time uh, michael then i'll finish with prayer um okay. and then we'll invite people to, to reach out to you
0: yeah six sola it's the number six th dot com, and um the email is six the number six th s o l a at gmail.com love to hear you from people love to get feedback read the book leave a message or leave a review on Amazon and I just I don't know where I'm on a journey with you yeah. we're all on a journey let's walk in the spirit is my yeah. my Fantastic. message
1: all right, well, let's finish with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Michael today and uh, to hear about his journey. Father, we just want to ask for your continued blessing on his ministry as uh, the pathway uh, becomes clearer for him as he continues to walk in the Spirit. Father God, we just pray that people who are listening today, who are uh, watching today or maybe even the recording, Lord, we ask the Holy Spirit to open their eyes, open their hearts, open their ears so that they too can hear, can understand with with uh, a real true meaning of what the words that you have uh, yeah that that are written in the bible and what it means to them lord father god if anyone is listening and um yeah and and really feels that they would reach out to michael that they will to further that conversation and always always we do this to your glory and to further your kingdom father we just want to ask these things in the precious name of jesus amen Thank Amen. you so much for coming on the show, Michael. It's been wonderful and um, continued success with uh, the, the, the journey that you are walking and, of course, walking in the spirit. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Yep.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.